The Lakers end their longest road trip of the year with another loss, unfortunately. But there are still some positives to take away from this East Coast trip. What did we learn? That's what we're going to talk about today here on the Laker Hand Podcast. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand Podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined with my favorite co-host, the one, the only Laker dad, Dad, now unfortunately the Lakers uh, lost to the Atlanta Hawks, uh, 129-121, although it was a pretty good game. You know, there are some positives that we can definitely take away. And even though the Lakers didn't win many games on this uh, East Coast road trip, I still think there's a lot that we can really take away from it. But first, let's start up with uh, the game against the Hawks yesterday. I know we got to talk about the real star. That's Malik Monk. Yeah, Hannah, I've been very impressed with Malik Monk all season, to be honest with you. I didn't know that much about him before he joined the Lakers. I remember him in college. He had a reputation at Kentucky as being a really good shooter. And then I know he got to the NBA and he struggled for a while. But boy, I think he's really come into his own of sorts this year. And again, it's not easy for him because he's sort of in the starting lineup and then he's coming off the bench and back and forth and back and forth. His minutes are uneven. Some nights he plays 30 minutes, some nights he plays 20 minutes. But I really like the way he plays. And, you know, surprisingly, I like the way he plays on defense, too. He plays with a lot of energy. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, obviously yesterday, Monk got the start. And to be honest with you, I've said this multiple times. I think he should be in the starting lineup, or if not in the starting lineup, get a ton of minutes. He got a pretty good amount of minutes in the other game uh, as well, you know, playing just under 38. So I'm happy with that. Again, he got the start. I think he plays better when he's in the starting lineup. But, Dad... 33 points. He also had 10 rebounds and five assists. He was actually our leading rebounder. I mean, listen, I love Malik Monk. I'm really happy with what I've seen from him this entire season. I'm happy because he's also a young player. He's only 23 years old. So he's a player that the Lakers can think about keeping around for the future. So Monk was really our star yesterday. But that, you know, a lot of players actually played pretty well. Anthony Davis had a really good game as well, 27 points. Um, only five rebounds, but four assists, two steals, a block. He was 10 for 20 from the floor. Um, and Russell Westbrook, I know maybe he didn't have the best game in terms of turnovers, had four turnovers, but still 20 points, uh, 12 assists, seven rebounds, also shot pretty darn well, eight for 15 from the floor, two for four from three point range. But you know, dad, another player who I think really continues to impress me is Stanley Johnson. Yeah, Hannah, let's talk about some of the players you just mentioned. First of all, of course, it's a great sign to see Anthony Davis returning, you know, he was out for a long time. He come, came back. Now, obviously, his timing is going to need a little work and his conditioning is going to need a little work. But he's played pretty well since he's been back. And he had a nice, another nice game. I'd like to see him, you know, a little bit more on the boards. I mean, four or five rebounds is not really enough for him. But still, I, he's a positive, And I'm happy to have him back. And I just pray that he stays healthy the rest of the year. You know, um, Stanley Johnson is another guy I continue to be impressed with. On both ends of the floor, obviously, you know, his defense is where he hangs his hat. But you know what, Hannah? I mean, he knocks down a three-point shot here and there. He gets to the rim pretty well and finishes. You know, I really like that guy. And again, I think he's 25 years old. I mean, boy, what a, what a lucky find in the middle of the season. That was a great pickup 
So, you know, I like those two guys in particular. Yeah, you know, uh, Stanley Johnson, 10 points, two assists, three rebounds, four for six from the floor, two for three from three-point range. He does so many little things, too, that maybe don't show up in the stat sheet, kind of like how Alex Crusoe used to do. But, you know, I definitely think the Lakers found a, a diamond in the rough for sure in Stanley Johnson. You know, Dad, I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about just this this East Coast road trip in general. This is the Lakers' longest road trip of the season. Didn't win too many games. Um Again, though, we were without Anthony Davis for a game or two. We were without LeBron James these last couple of games. So, of course, the odds were all against us. But I think, at least in my opinion, I learned a little bit about this this team and this road trip. And I'm curious to see if you agree with me on these. I have a couple of uh, takeaways I want to talk to you about tonight that I think my Laker fam could agree with me on is going to be interested in as well. Um, first off, and I already kind of said it a little bit earlier, we were talking about Malik and, and his game against the Hawks the other day, but I think Malik Monk should really be considered, or at least Lakers should consider Malik Monk for their future. I know right now he only has that, uh, that veteran's kind of minimum contract right now, but I think he is a great player. Like I said, only 23 years old. I've been extremely impressed with him this entire season. I think the Lakers definitely ought to think about keeping around him around for their future. Yeah, Hannah, I don't think it's a question of whether the Lakers would like to keep him around. It's whether they can afford to keep him around. Remember, you know, we've got three guys, you know, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, who between them cost the Lakers about $110 million a year. That's just about the entire salary cap. You know, and that's why this year, for example, it's everybody's on a veteran's minimum because the Lakers have no more money to pay anybody. They gave whatever money they had, they gave the THT. You know, and it's going to cost some money to sign uh, a Malik Monk next year. I'd love them to find a way to do it. I think this guy's got a bright future if he's in the right situation. But whether they'll be able to come up with the money or not, I just don't know, Hannah. Yeah, it definitely is going to all come down to money. But at the end of the day, Dad, I mean, I think he's worth it. I've been so impressed with him. I love the way he plays. I think him and LeBron play really well together. I think he has a lot of potential. Again, also only 23 years old. Now, my next uh, takeaway that I've really kind of gathered from this road trip, and I've kind of realized it the last month or so, is, you know, obviously going into the season, everyone thought we were an older team. They thought our veterans were going to be the guys to really lead us to these wins and play a majority of the minutes. But, Dad, maybe, you know, tell me if you agree with me or not. I think the Lakers' young guys have actually been the stars of this season. I mean, I know we haven't won too many games, but I think every game that we have won, it's been because they've played well. You know, Monk has played well, Stanley Johnson, Austin Reeves, THT. It's really been them kind of providing the energy and providing that little spark that's given us some of uh, their wins. And I think a lot of people are surprised by that because, again, going into the season, everyone was saying what an older team this was. Lakers didn't really have any young players, and the young players that we did have probably weren't going to get too many minutes, but it just hasn't been the case, at least in the last month or so. Yeah, Hannah, you're right. Uh, I think everybody thought going in we were going to have Wayne Ellington, we were going to have Kent Bazemore, we were going to have Trevor Ariza, we were going to have DeAndre Jordan, and, you know, for the most part, all the veterans have kind of crashed and burned. They all look like they're you know, pretty much at the end of their careers right now. And uh, thankfully, you know, we did come up, you know, with a young group of people. I mean, nobody expected Austin Reeves to be on the team, let alone contribute the way he is. You know, again, Stanley Johnson was an amazing, fortuitous pickup in the middle of the year. You know, uh, Malik Monk turned out to be a, a really good signing. Now, THT, you know, he's been a little bit of a disappointment. I, I will say that I think in the last 
two or three weeks, he's played better than he played earlier in the season. But still, I think it's fair to say that he hasn't progressed as much as people hoped he was. You know, remember, he's the only one on this team getting paid other than the big three guys. You know, and, uh, you know, so we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yes, the, the young guys are the reason I watch the game. I enjoy cheering for them. I enjoy watching them play. And, you know, if it wasn't for that, I mean, I don't want to sit there and see Wayne Ellington and Kent Bazemore and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you, Dad. I mean, I, I think they've definitely gotten some more minutes. Uh, I think in part, of course, that has been due to the fact they've been playing well, but then, of course, due to the injuries. But listen, they've gotten their, their chance to shine, and they've really made the most of it. So I credit them, and I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm really watching to see what, what these younger guys are doing. You know, I know what Melo's going to do. I know what – I don't want to see Kent Bazemore and Wayne Ellington even play in general. But, you know, I know what those – what our veterans are going to do. It's exciting to kind of see these younger guys, especially because I think it really did take a lot of people by surprise how well and how talented they really are. Um, next – little takeaway that I've taken away, and I think I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, but I think it's Frank Vogel still has no idea what he's doing in terms of developing a consistent lineup, a consistent rotation. You know, obviously a big part of that has just been due to injuries and, of course, the COVID safety protocols. We've had guys, you know, going in and out, becoming injured or just going in and out of the COVID uh, health and safety protocols. We just haven't been able to have our, our team at full force. Anytime we kind of take one step forward, we take three steps back. So in part, I guess it's not really his fault because, again, our team hasn't been fully healthy, but still... You know, one night he decides to play Dwight Howard and start Dwight, and the next night Dwight doesn't even play, and he plays DeAndre Jordan. Uh, one night he, you know, puts Kent Bazemore out there, then Kent Bazemore doesn't play for a week. I mean, it's just, you have no idea what his lineup is going to look like night in and night out. And I think it's frustrating because, you know, we've played a little bit more than 50 games this season. I think by now you would hope that he have would have a little bit more of a consistent lineup and rotation uh, going forward, a little bit more of a game plan. That just hasn't been the case. Yeah, Hannah, I think the, the, the biggest example was the other night. Out of the blue, DeAndre Jordan, who hasn't played, I think, in, in many games, not only did he play, he started, and Dwight Howard didn't play that night at all. I mean, it, it just out of the blue, it's everybody's saying, what's going on here? You're going to play DeAndre Jordan and you're not going to play Dwight Howard at all? And then the next game... DeAndre Jordan's back on the bench, doesn't play at all, and it's Dwight Howard who gets a few minutes. So, you know, I, I don't know what that's all about, but it's somewhat, you know, symbol, uh, symbolic of the way the season goes. You know, he, he just, guys are in the, he keeps shuffling who's going to be the starting guards, you know, beside uh, um, um, Russell Westbrook. It just, it varies from time to time. It's It could be Avery Bradley, it could be Malik Monk, it could be Wayne Ellington. It's just gone back and forth, and we still don't really know at this point of the year who's on first. Yeah, no, exactly. And again, I, I do, obviously Vogel has made some kind of interesting choices and lineup choices in my eyes, but again, this team hasn't been fully healthy, so you can't, you know, give him the blame 100%. Now, Dad, I know you have a little bit of a, a takeaway of your own. Um, hopefully, you're not too negative about this one. I know you you have a little bit of some things to say, so I'm going to let you give your little spiel. We all know I try to remain a little bit more positive when it comes to the purple and gold, but you're a little bit more practical, a little bit more realistic. Well, Hannah, you know, uh, again, uh, the record is what the record is. The Lakers are a season-low three games below 500 now. You know, uh, LeBron James is out with a knee injury. Uh, at first, we didn't even know he was hurt, but it now looks like it's probably a little more serious than anybody thought, so it's anybody's guess how long he's going to be out. You know, again, I, at this point in the season, 
Uh, I've kind of had it with the veterans. I mean, Trevor Ariza, I was so excited when they signed Trevor Ariza, but he's just, whether it was because of his long layoff with his injury earlier this year, he just has contributed absolutely nothing. For him to play and Stanley Johnson not to play makes absolutely no sense. So, frankly, I am excited watching the young guys, whether they win or lose. They play hard. I like to see them improving and progressing. And, uh, you know, that's what I like to see, and that's what I hope they emphasize for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting because with LeBron out, you know, I don't think anyone thought it was serious, but it's looking like maybe it is going to be a little bit more serious than we all had anticipated. But, you know, Dad, listen, positive news. The Lakers just ended their longest road trip. We are back home on Wednesday against the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Should be a really good game. Then we play at the Clippers, so kind of technically a home game. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be way more Laker fans than Clippers fans. Uh, we got a few more games, uh, of course, at home this season. So that was our longest road trip. We got it done and dusted. Maybe didn't come away with a winning record. But you know what? I'm going to try to still remain positive. I think I'm excited, like you mentioned, to watch these younger players continue to develop. I think we've got some some really talented young guys, and it's always really fun to watch them kind of develop and turn into maybe potential stars. You just never know. You know, Hannah, um, again, although the road trip didn't turn out as anybody had hoped, I did enjoy seeing the Lakers compete. And I can say, honestly, other than the 76ers game where they didn't show up at all, they just looked like they knew they had no chance you know, LeBron was out at that point, so they just kind of, you know, walked through the motions in that game. But for the other games, they really did complete compete. They really played hard. And honestly, Hannah, they could have won a couple of those games. You know, they were ahead one game by 11 points going into the fourth quarter, and they lost. You know, other games that were pretty close, you know, they came back. It, it just It's just been that kind of a season, you know, close but not you know, not good enough. Yeah, I completely agree. There were definitely a few games. I mean, the Lakers could have actually easily come away with this, a winning record this road trip. There were many games where they could have won, should have won, just a few things didn't go their way or they had a cold spell at the wrong moment. So, you know, at the end of the day, Dad, I am proud of how hard they fought. I do think that they played really hard on this road trip. I think they wanted to win uh, more games. I saw a lot more intensity, a lot more energy and effort and hustle than I've seen in the past couple of months with this purple and gold team. So that's what I love to see. Again, you know, longest road trip is done and dusted. We're moving on to some positive uh, home games. Now, hopefully we can get back home on Wednesday, get that win against the Portland Trail Blazers. Without Damian Lillard, it's definitely going to be much more likely, much more possible. But we're going to have to wait and see. But Laker fam, that is going to be it for uh, tonight's show. I want to hear from you guys. What are some of your takeaways from this Lakers road trip, though? Let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And, of course, you can always message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.